Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Ravenhood, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The League of Legends community has crafted, frankly, an incredible universe filled with champions, a lot like you and me who get wrapped up in the strains of life and the the wanderings of our day-to-day lives and sometimes just you know just want a hug each week we jump into the riot games universe and narrate something from the world of runeterra this week's story is a mumu the sad mummy And now for the biography of the sad mummy. This is going to be heavy, I think. I don't know. We'll have fun with it. Regardless. A lonely and melancholy soul from ancient Shurima, Amumu roams a world in search of a friend. Cursed by an ancient spell, he's doomed to remain alone forever as his touch is death and his affection ruin. Those who claim to have seen him describe Amumu as a living cadaver, small in stature and covered in bandages the color of lichen, and Amumu has inspired myths, folklore, and legends told and retold for generations, such that it is impossible to separate truth from fiction. The hardy folk of Shurima agree on certain things. The wind always blows from the west in the morning, a full belly on a new moon is an ill omen, buried treasure hides under the heaviest of rocks, they do not agree, however, about the tale of Amumu. One oft-told story links Amumu to the first great ruling family of Shurima, who succumbed to a disease that corrupted flesh with hideous speed. The youngest child, Amumu, was quarantined in his chambers and befriended a servant girl who heard his cries through the walls. She regaled the lonely air with courtly news and stories of her grandmother's mystic powers. One day, the girl brought word that Amumu's last remaining brother had passed away, making him the emperor of Shurima. Saddened that he had to bear this news alone, she unlocked his door and ran inside to comfort him face to face. Amumu threw his arms around her, but as they touched, he fell back, realizing he had condemned her to the same terrible fate as his family. Upon the girl's death, her grandmother placed a twisted blight on the young emperor. In her mind, Amumu had as good as murdered her kin. And as the curse took effect, Amumu was trapped in his moment of suffering, like a locust ensnared in honeyed amber. The second tale whispers of another crown prince, one given to bouts of petulance, cruelty, and murderous vanity. In this telling, Amumu was crowned emperor of Shurima at a young age, and convinced he was blessed by the sun, he forced his subjects to worship him as a god. Amumu sought the fabled Eye of Angor, an ancient relic entombed in a gilded crypt, said to grant eternal life to whomever looked upon it with an unflinching heart. He hunted the treasure for years, with a host of slaves who carried him through the labyrinthine catacombs, sacrificing themselves to traps so the emperor could continue without hindrance. 
Amuma reached the Cyclopean Golden Archway, whereupon dozens of his stonemasons labored to breach the sealed door. As the young emperor rushed within, determined to look unto the eye of Angor, his slaves seized their chance and sealed the stone doorway behind him. Some say the child emperor endured the darkness for years, his loneliness driving him to insanity and causing him to claw at his own skin, which he was forced to wrap in bandages. His life was extended by the power of the eye as he meditated on his past transgressions, but the gift was a double-edged sword, for he was cursed to remain forever alone. When a series of devastating earthquakes shattered the foundations of his tomb, the emperor escaped with no knowledge of how much time had passed, seeking to undo the suffering he had caused in life. Yet another story of Amumu tells of the first and last Yordle ruler of Shurima, who believed in the innate goodness of the human heart. To prove his detractors wrong, he swore an oath to live as a beggar until he had made one true friend, convinced his people would rally to help their fellow Shuriman. Though thousands walked by the disheveled Yordle, not one stopped to offer a helping hand. Amumu's sadness grew until he eventually died of a broken heart. But his death is not the end. For some swear the Yordle still wanders the desert, forever searching for someone who might restore his faith in humanity. These stories, despite their differences, are woven with parallels. Whatever the circumstances, Amumu is doomed to exist in a broken state of emptiness, eternally alone and friendless, fated to forever search for a companion. His presence is cursed and his touch is death. On long winter nights when the fire is never allowed to burn low, the sad mummy can sometimes be heard weeping in the desert, despairing that he'll never know the solace of friendship. Whatever Amumu searches for, atonement, kinship, or a single act of kindness, one thing is certain as the western wind at dawn. He has yet to find it. Woo. Okay. I just gotta say that some of these here stories that are taking on a bit more of the mythological end of it have so much philosophy i'll call it musing to unpack like can we find our own like by our doing anything does that ever actually cover up wrongs we've done like they use the word atonement like anyway there's so much to unpack there and i'm hoping maybe one day i can incorporate fun reflections with a fellow thinker and League of Legends fan on the podcast here. Uh, also, if you can't tell, I feel a little bit under the weather. So hopefully it's not recording too terribly. But other than that, uh, we'll take a quick break here and come right back with the story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right. Now for the short story of uh, Mumu. This one is entitled Greed and Tears and doesn't have an author listed. The gods were angry and shook the land. Cracks rent the earth, said old Haldun, his crag-featured face lit by the firelight. It was into these vast fissures that a young man ventured. He found an opening, the entrance to a tomb, hidden for the jackal knows how long. The man had little ones to feed and our wife to please, and so we ventured in, lured by opportunity. Adults and children alike crowded in close to hear the old storyteller's words. They were all weary. They'd traveled far that day, and the Shariman sun had been unrelenting. But Khaldun's tales were a rare treat. They drew their cloaks tight around their shoulders against the chill of the night and leaned in. The air was cold in the tomb, a merciful relief from the scorching heat outside. The young man lit a torch. Its light made shadows dance before him, and he stepped cautiously, wary of traps. He was poor, but he was no fool. The walls inside were smooth, obsidian, and carved with ancient writings and images. He could not read. He was a simple man, but he studied the images. He saw... A boy prince, sitting cross-legged upon a sun-disc borne by a team of servants. A beaming smile on his face. Chests of coins and riches were piled before him, and the offerings were strangely garbed, bowing emissaries. He saw a boy prince, sitting cross-legged upon a sun-disc borne by a team of servants. A beaming smile upon his face, and chests of coins and riches were piled before him, the offerings of strangely carved bowing emissaries. He saw their carvings, again showing the smiling prince, this time walking among his people. Their heads were pressed to the ground before him, stylized rays of sunshine radiated from the boy's crown. Before one of these images was a small gold statue. It alone was worth more than he could have hoped to earn in ten lifetimes. The young man took it, slipping it into his satchel. He did not intend to linger. He knew it would not be long before the others came upon this place, and when they did, he wanted to be gone. Greed, you see, makes fools of even the greatest men. And he knew that others would willingly spill his blood to claim that golden statue. The other riches were surely further in. Avarice was not one of the young man's faults, however, and he felt no need to delve further. The other treasures hidden here were someone else's to claim. He looked upon one last image before he left the tomb. It showed the boy prince dead, lying upon a bier. Those closest to him were wailing, but further back people were celebrating. Had the boy prince been beloved, or had he been a tyrant? There was no way of knowing. That? That's when he heard it. A sound in the darkness that made his skin crawl. He looked around, wide-eyed, holding his torch up before him. Nothing. "'Who's there?' he said. Silence was his only answer. The young man shook his head. "'It's just—it's just the wind, you fool,' he thought. "'Nothing but the wind.' Then he heard it again. 
more distinctly this time, a child was crying in the darkness further into the tomb. Heard anywhere else, his parental instinct would have been to go to the sound. But here, in the darkness of a funerarial tomb, he wanted to run, but he did not. The sobbing touched his heart. It was filled with such misery and grief. Was it possible that there was another entrance to this tomb? Had a young boy found his way here and become lost? Torch held high. He crept forward. The weeping continued, echoing faintly through the room. A wide chamber opened before him, its floor back and highly reflective. Golden artifacts and jewel-inlaid walls glinted within. Gingerly, he entered the room. He stepped back sharply as his heels sent ripples spreading out across the floor. Water! The floor was not made of reflective obsidian. It was covered in water. Kneeling, he scooped a handful to his lips and sped it out immediately. It was salt water here, in the heart of Sharima, a thousand leagues from the nearest sea. He heard the sound of the boy weeping once more. Closer now. Holding his torch before him, the young man glimpsed a shape at the edge of the light. It appeared to be the child, sitting with his back to the man. Carefully, he stepped into the room. The water upon the floor was not deep, and the hairs on the back of his neck stood on end, and fear clutched at his chest. Yet he did not turn to run. Are you lost? he asked as he stepped closer. How did you get in here? The shadowed figure did not turn, but he did speak. I... I don't remember, he said. The sound swam around the young man, echoing off the walls. The boy spoke in an old dialect, and his words were strange, but understandable. I... I don't remember who I am. Be calm, child, said the man. All will be well. He stepped closer, and the figure resolved itself before him. His eyes widened. The shape before him was a god statue carved in onyx. Nothing more. It was not the source of the crying, nor of the child's voice. That was when a small, dry hand grabbed him. The youngest of the listeners gasped, his eyes wide. The other children laughed in false bravado. Old Khaldun smiled, a golden tooth glinting in the firelight. And then he continued. The young man looked down. The linen-wrapped corpse of the tiny prince stood beside the man. Dull, ghostly light emanated from the deathly boy's eye sockets, though his entire face was bound in burial wrappings. The corpse child held the man's hand. Will you be my friend? the boy asked, his voice muffled by linen. The young man lurched backward, breaking free of the child's grasp. The young man looked down at his arm in horror. His hand was shriveling, turning black and withered. The wasting touch then began to climb up his arm. 
He turned and ran. In his shock and haste, he dropped his lantern. It hissed and fell into the lake of tears, and darkness descended. Still, he could make up the glow of daylight up ahead, and so he ran toward it, scrambling desperately. Even as the wasting death crept up his arm toward his heart, at any moment he expected to feel the deathly boy's grasp upon him, but did not. After what felt like an eternity, but could only have been a matter of heartbeats, he burst from the darkness into the desert heat once more. I'm sorry, echoed a mournful voice from the gloom behind him. I didn't mean to. And thus the tomb of Amumu was unearthed, said old Khaldun, and the deathly child released into the world. But everyone knows he isn't real, cried one of the children, the oldest of them, after a moment of silence. Amumu is real, said the youngest. He's wandering the land trying to find a friend. He's real and he ain't a boy, said another. He's a yordle. Khaldun laughed and pushed himself to his feet with the aid of a gnarled walking stick. <laughs> I am old, and we have far to travel tomorrow, he said. It is past time I was abed. His audience began to dissipate, smiling and talking in low, familial voices, but one child did not move. He stared at Khaldun, unblinking. Grandfather? She said, How did you lose your arm? Old Khaldun looked at the empty sleeve pinned at his shoulder and then flashed the girl a grin. <laughs> Good night, little one, he said with a wink. Well, that got dark, but I like it. I like it. Super cool. Again, treading this weird line between myth and reality in the world. And this is a fictional world where they're doing the tread between myth and reality. And I like that they're doing it with some of the older champs. But my throat is a dying. And I appreciate all of y'all joining in here this evening and listening to my silly little fun project called Stories of Rune Terra. If you do enjoy what you're hearing, I would love to hear from you and what champion maybe we should do next. Hit me up on Instagram at Raven with a Y Hood, R-A-V-Y-N-H-O-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm going to go drink my tea, and the way I'm talking, you'd be thinking we were doing Tom Kinch, but that is not the case. So, that being said, enjoy. Your evening. <laughs> this kid's strange. <laughs>